Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknet. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Hello, beast slayers. Welcome to another episode of The Miracle Moment. Like many of you, I imagine, I am currently social distancing and quarantining with the rest of my family. First of all, I hope that you and your family are safe and well right now and managing as best as you can. And like so many of us right now, you probably find yourself with a little bit of extra time on your hands. So I've got a great episode ahead of you. I am delighted to be joined today with a special guest, a Migrant Everland member, Josette Wedge, who has been kind enough to share her wonderful story with you guys. I think you're going to really enjoy it and find it inspiring and motivating as so many others of these stories have been. So just as a reminder, after we are finished, Ginny and I will come back with some final thoughts and takeaways. So stay tuned for that as well. All right, so we are delighted to be joined today uh, by a special guest, Josette, who's going to share her migraine story with us. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, Josette. Thank you. So if we can um, start maybe by you just telling us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm 56 years old. Uh, I'm married second time. Uh, I have two wonderful adult children from my first marriage, a 31-year-old daughter who's expecting her first baby, my first oh, wow. grandchild. Congrats. Yeah, in July. Thank you. And a 28-year-old son. And I also have three wonderful stepchildren and two adorable step-granddaughters. Nice. Um, I live in New Brunswick, Canada. Okay. I'm an engineer turned project manager, so I've, I've worked my whole career mostly in the IT field. Uh -huh. um, I'm very active. I have a lot of interests and activities, um, and I just I have a, a, a very rich and fulfilling life. Um, but up until you know last spring, I was starting to uh, get pretty discouraged about having such a great life, but not being able to enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Know the feeling of migraines. Yeah. 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 Right. So, so yeah, I discovered the migraine miracle plan in June. Okay. Gotcha. June of, yeah. uh, June of 2019. June of, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So how long has your, uh, journey with the beast been, been do you remember when it first started or when you were first visited yeah i do actually i've actually been thinking about the the whole history of it and, mm -hmm. and there's actually kind of two chapters to my to my story i've essentially had migraines my my whole adult life mm -hmm. um they started, I, I had headaches even as a child, but nothing debilitating or, you know, life-changing, just annoying little headaches here and there. Um, the first migraine I remember having was in my last year of university. I was studying for exams um, and I, you know, got such a bad headache and I vomited and I thought, oh my God, I think I studied too hard. <laughs> like, this is really bad. Right. <laughs> so... Um, that was the first time I really remember being debilitated and feeling so awful. And, you know, I would have been 22. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of migraines uh, till after my children were born mm-hmm. in 88 and 91. And I do remember them being small and, and having these horrible headaches and vomiting and, and, you know, trying to figure out what, what the heck was wrong with me. Right. Um, yeah. So this would have been, you know, the early nineties. And I've, I've seen my doctor quite a bit in the last year. And we went back and looked at my file and she prescribed Imitrex to me in 1994. Mm, one so of the early one. ones. Uh-huh. One of the early ones. Yeah. And, you know, like everybody else, it, it, it was just a little miracle at the start of like, oh my God, here's the answer to my problem. <laughs> you know, I'm now going to be able to function through these horrible events. And uh, it did, it helped for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to, to like, this was 94. So, you know, by 2005, 2006, all of a sudden I'm having 18 to 20 of these a month. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. this is like, this is out of control. The medication was still working okay, but I just felt so horrible, just right. so horrible. Like, and it would make my heart rate fast or my heart beat faster. And, and, you know, I, I started asking her, like, there's got to be another solution. And all she could, you know, the only solution she had was like beta blockers and mm-hmm. other preventatives. And that did not interest me. Mm-hmm. So I did try some Chinese acupuncture extensively. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a year in 2007, I did that and it actually got rid of the migraines. Mm-hmm. So that helped for several years. Uh, so that was kind of my Imitrex and acupuncture chapter. Right. Um, and that, you know, that was 2007, 2008. Then, I, you know, I felt okay for four or five years. I'd still have little headaches here and there. Uh, but then the migraines came back. Mm-hmm. Um and in January of 2013, uh, Excedrin migraine was suggested to me. And I took one during a migraine and it helped. And I thought, well, geez, these can't be too bad. They're not even prescription medication. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started taking those. Um, and, you know, for a few years, it helped me be functional. Mm-hmm. But um, those got worse a lot quicker. And I also had gone through, men- I was going through menopause at that time. So mm-hmm. I attributed it to being hormonal. And I, I just kind of thought they would kind of go away. But they didn't, it got worse. Um, and then here I was stuck on this Excedrin migraine, which, you know, within four or five years back at the same place, 18 to 20 a month and it's not working and mm-hmm. the only thing the doctor can suggest is preventatives and I'm like I do not want to take more meds right so what happened last and I did go back to the acupuncture but this time it really didn't make a difference it mm-hmm. made you know I it made no difference at all really and it was expensive I'd have to go to Toronto and fly there in a hotel night and you know my insurance wouldn't cover much of it so I just stopped and I didn't quite know what I was going to do and that brought me to last spring like the spring of 2019 Mm -hmm. and oh I just I tried many different things I took a med I hired a meditation coach I I 
you know, brought a meditation practice into my life. I took Qigong. I saw a naturopath. She told me to stop uh, gluten and sugar, which I did. Uh-huh. And I, and I would see marginal improvements, but not really. Right. I was still, and not by then, you know, I'd have to take not just one Excedrin migraine, but three or four mm-hmm. throughout the day and still have a headache. So I was supplementing that with Advil and I was like, oh my God, this is so wrong. This is just does not feel right. Right. So I went back to see my doctor in June of last year, 2019, and she says, oh, yeah, you have to stop taking those abortive medications. They they give you a rebound. <laughs> and, you know, I panicked. I right, said, you're like, well, well, what now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, what now? And she and she did prescribe me the amitriptyline, mm-hmm. um, the antidepressant. So I, I think this is like an off-label use. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so... I, I was I was scared right. <laughs> to death about stopping, right. but I I knew deep down that that I had to. So it took me a week. I I kept taking them for about a week, and then one morning I said, "That's it, I'm going to power through one." And it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Oh my God, how, how am I ever going to wean myself off this medication?" And then I Googled how to detox from um, <laughs> migraine medication. And that's right. how I found you. Yeah. I always yeah. like to hear, hear how this happens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've, I've heard some of the stories where they, the meds were like the last thing for them. For right. me, it was the first, the first thing, thing that sure. I, yeah. But I mean, I had been tweaking and look, looking for improvements here and there, but never had I found like a holistic mm-hmm. plan to follow that I, you know, had was very hopeful would bring me to to the finish line or to to a better place. Right. So, what were the kind of the first things once you kind of found found your way to us? What were kind of the first things you did? Um, the diet. Mm-hmm. The diet. Uh, well, first of all, I, I realized I I could not take any abortive medication, and mm-hmm. I didn't talk about pacing myself I just said I'm not doing it anymore yeah I'm going to power yeah Mm -hmm. I went cold turkey Mm -hmm. for sure and then it was really about changing my diet eliminating every you know all the refined carbs and the oils like the bad oils Mm -hmm. and lowering my carb content I had no idea I ate that many carbs (laughs) (laughs) that's a common experience right And, you know, I did, I did, I certainly learned that all ketos are not created equal. (laughs) Right. Uh, I learned the hard hard way that some of the keto foods are not migraine miracle friendly. Right. At all. At all. Yeah. I think we've all done that. Yes. (laughs) Well, I think you kind of have to, right? Because you don't really, you're a bit in denial. Yeah. (laughs) Do I really need to give all that up? Right. And then... And then you kind of try to skirt around it, and then you realize, uh, yeah, you do. You yeah. really do. But but the good news is that you know when I, when I first started getting my head around how I had to change my eating plan, mm-hmm. I was I was kind of devastated. But now the way I eat, I like I'm so satisfied and I enjoy my food so much. Right. I'm like, what, what was I worried about? Yes. Like, what so glad you me? say that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, it's really life changing. Yeah. Um, 
it really, really is. Um, you know, I, I, I joke, I tell my friends and my family, I, I've been looking for a solution for so long. Like mm-hmm. I've been wondering what the heck was happening to me for so long. Like, why do people live their lives normally and not have this debilitating migraine? Right. And I do. Right. And I knew it was something within me, but, and I knew it was this and that and this and that, but to, to ha- have this knowledge and understand like the principles, it's like a superpower. I feel like I've been giving, given a superpower. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like you, uh, all these pieces of information and observations that may have felt com- completely disconnected at some point, and now they kind of all come together and mm-hmm. fit into a cohesive picture. And you're right, once you kind of figure that out and realize that underneath it are some just some fundamental principles that you can follow and apply and it, everything makes sense and everything works when you do that it's, it is I, I agree it feels feels magical feels like a superpower it really really does mm-hmm. yeah no it, it it's fantastic and um have you so uh, you you alluded to this already that you in terms of you're enjoying eating more and feeling more satisfied obviously your your head feels better have there been other benefits in terms of the way you feel and live that you've that you've experienced since kind of making these changes oh absolutely well first of all um i've lost 25 pounds <laughs> um which is huge because i'm i mean i'm 53 and a half <laughs> and uh, you know That's I had like 10 15 pounds that I was okay to get get rid of but 25 pounds is significant like yeah. I'm definitely the leanest I've been in my adult life um, I've had to get all new pants <laughs> like my, <laughs> my pants do not fit anymore and I mean right. we're talking two sizes down nice. yeah. and I'm okay with all of this um, mm-hmm. and I just feel so good and clear-headed and joyful mm-hmm. and I tell my, my husband I've been telling him lately I said I don't want to sound like a hippie but I feel so spiritual <laughs> yes. it's, it's like I've I've gone from survival mode to like you know how, how am I going to get through this day am I going to be able to work today am I going to be able to show up at this event right you know I've gone gone from that to like just feeling like I've got control of my life again, being able to make plans and knowing I'll probably be able to show up as long as long as I keep doing this plan, mm-hmm. which is now, you know, becoming so routine and second nature. It, right. Yeah. It, it really definitely, reconfigures kind of what your sense, your sense of what's possible, right? Oh my God. It, it, it changes everything. It yeah. absolutely changes everything. Yeah, because I mean, I, I'm a very positive, optimistic person, right. and I I've heard you say that you don't like to talk. You didn't like to talk about the migraines. Once they were done, they were done. Right. I, I'm the same. Yeah. Like, and I I didn't like to complain about them. I just wanted them to go away. But right. now this plan, I could talk. I could talk <laughs> about it till I'm blue in the face. Exactly. I have to kind of watch yeah. myself. <laughs> Some people are very open to it and they want to learn and hear and, you know, other people, and you are right. Nutrition is, is, is a very um, controversial, opinionated field and Indeed. it's almost like religion. It is. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't want to argue. I don't want to debate. I just want to do this plan and keep getting better. Right. Um, 
Yeah, and one thing that I realized is my eating plan has become so simple. Mm-hmm. Like it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It, it's all it's radical in this day and age because you know I'm no. So I I also do the intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. I essentially only eat from noon to six p.m. Mm-hmm. It is really important that I don't eat a good four or five hours before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, and in the morning I drink fat coffee with, with MCT oil and, mm-hmm. and cream in it. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy my coffee so much, but <laughs> I, that's Same. it. Yeah. I drink, I eat from 12 to six. So nice. it's super simple. And my, my meals are very simple. Um, but it is radical because it's so different from, you know, the mainstream. I'm mm-hmm. no longer part of the three meals a day crowd. <laughs> right. Uh, socially it, it's a bit of a challenge mm-hmm. i haven't figured all of that out yep um i re-listened lately to Lori's podcast a lot of what she said was very helpful mm-hmm. on how how to kind of just adjust your life because i i don't want to miss on social events i don't want to offend anybody but i want to keep feeling well right right yeah so i know the do's and don'ts for me mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah it's it's kind of its own skill set is, is figure, you know you figure out the your own life habits in terms of the what you're eating what you're doing and so forth and then you kind of figure out these other situations that you have to uh, to have to work through mm-hmm. to you know so that you can stay successful and then still participate in all the things you want to do exactly um, exactly and one of the things that I I really appreciate about the plan and and the way you communicate your work is to you know, really uh, encouraging people to understand the principles, not yes. just the rules. so that they understand the rule. Yeah, not just right. the rules. Right. Uh, and your analogies are wonderful. I absolutely <laughs> enjoy your analogies. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, they're helpful. They really help you understand different concepts and, and principles. And, you know, you'd, I, I don't need to be a doctor to understand, but, but right. it really helps me to know that you're a doctor and you have migraines and, and you know, you, you don't make any statements unless there's meat behind them. So, you know, it's, imp- it's been important to me. W- once I did discover you back in June, mm-hmm. I just, that's all I wanted to do is listen to your podcast and read <laughs> your material. That's I just great. wanted to download all this information <laughs> into my head, like the faster, the better. And I, and once I learned about this community, I joined and I went through the Beast Slayer Academy, which was so cool. And, you know, it, it takes a while because there's a lot to know and understand. Right. Uh, but you just have, you know, I committed to spending uh, in the beginning, I would spend a few hours every day. And now I, you know, either listen to a podcast or reread a, something. Mm-hmm. But I, I like every day I commit to spending some time learning or yeah. reinforcing or rereading because, you you know, <laughs> you do miss stuff the first time for different reasons. You, sure. You're not you either glossed over it or it it just didn't sink in. Um, right. Or wasn't example, the right time. Right. Uh-huh, it wasn't ahead. the right time. Well, one time, uh, or when I first read about um, the just doing water with Himalayan salt, the yeah. first time, I think I put a, a teaspoon of, of 
salt in my water and I thought, oh my God, I'm glad <laughs> I, I gagged. It was <laughs> right. awful. I just drank the ocean. And I, read, <laughs> I know, it was terrible. So I went back and he said, oh, a pinch of salt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. That's better. And it, you know, it worked. It worked better because I could drink it. Right, right. Um, and it, yeah, it really does help to understand the principles mm -hmm. of for example, I use the starve and sink approach. Like that's what I used the most in the beginning. And I was already doing intermittent fasting. So it wasn't right. that big a deal for me to, mm -hmm. to not eat. Plus I just felt so terrible. I couldn't eat anyways. Um, but it, it helped me to understand that it was this excess of energy. Right. Um, yes. For, you know, for a, a many years I would read on migraines and there was, the literature would say, stuff uh, about swelling of the blood the blood vessels in right. your head and I thought oh well maybe it's related to you know blood flow but mm -hmm. then when I went and listened to your podcast on starve and sink and it talked about energy and you know by starving you you stop putting more energy and by exercising you burn some of that energy right. like it made the whole difference in the world otherwise I might have thought it would have been okay to eat a little bit right. or you know, because I had incorrectly assumed that it was blood flow related. Right. But so it wasn't that at all. Right. Yeah. So it is so critical to understand the principles, not just the rules. Yeah. I, I, and I, I like what you said, too. You, you mentioned that you, you put in the work initially to, to, to learn everything and, to, you know, to go through as much as you could. But, but now that you're on the other side of it, not only have you experienced the results, but things are a lot simpler. But the other side of, of all that knowledge is it's simplified so much of your life. Um, it really, really, really has. Point. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really important point to make. So you, you mentioned that you did go cold turkey. Um, and I know that since that transitional phase where, you know, you were, you were faced with this, your doctor saying, you know, you need to stop the abortives and you're saying now what? For many, that's, that's the most uh, that's the scariest idea mm -hmm. and that's the biggest obstacle. How, how long was it for you between the time you said, okay, that's it. And the time you could start seeing some measure of progress. So the, after the first day of the migraine with the vomiting that mm -hmm. followed like with seven days of headaches. Um, and I would go walk and sometimes it would clear it. And, and it wasn't like debilitating headache for seven or eight days. Like right. I, I could still work. Um, but for me, it, it, I'd often get my migraines in the middle of the night. I'd mm -hmm. wake up at two or three a.m. with a migraine, and I would take the Excedrin, and and I'd be awake for a few hours and go back to sleep. So when I stopped taking them, I kept getting those headaches in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. but I, I I wouldn't take anything. And I think it was like eight days later that. I finally woke up one morning and I had no headache for nice. the first time since I'd stopped. And, and I started sobbing. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. finally, <laughs> right, finally, right. it yes. cleared, it cleared. Um, but, it, you know, it, it, it was a difficult, difficult thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, probably one of the most difficult things I've done. Yeah. But, you know, I, and I, but so worth it. So worth yeah. it, and and what keeps you motivated is that is the hope and yeah. the, the the knowledge that other people have gone through this right. and it works. Right. But you, you know, and and I was kept thinking to myself, I've been taking 
abortive medication for 25 years. Imagine, you know, how toxic this has mm. been to my mm-hmm. my body. Uh, it also, um, I really like your analogy about losing your natural pain-killing ability. Mm-hmm. You know, the little firemen that <laughs> the stop yes. showing, the firefighters. <laughs> yes. Right. And I kept thinking, okay, every time I'd power through a migraine, I right. would think, okay, my natural pain-killing ability is coming back. Right. Um, and then when I, it would finally clear, you know, I'd feel, I'd feel fine. You know, migraines yeah. are the most bizarre thing because you can be debilitated and then all of a sudden it passes and, okay, you're normal right. again. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's yeah. not visible. It's not fatal. No. You know what? And unless you have had a migraine, it people don't get it. No. They just don't get it. So, the, you know, the community is everything. And, yeah. I, I, and I get that they don't get, and I'm fine with that. Right, right. You know, I'm... I'm sure some people go through things that I have no idea about, um, but it, it's so helpful to have a community that gets it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's 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 hard. I've I've said this before. It's hard for other people to relate to. It's hard for me to remember just how excruciating the experience yes. is after I've had it. Like you, like I mean, like we talked about before. I just want to move on, and and I often, you know, can't even relate until I until it's happened again to to just. Exactly. Well, so just what it's it, like. It's, it's, it's not like anything Well, even else. now. No, yeah. it's not. It's not. Uh, and I mean, people are sympathetic and mm-hmm. compassionate, right. but, but yeah, no, you can't. And it's not visible. You right. don't have a cast. You don't, right. You're not bleeding. It, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one for yeah. sure. <laughs> and and it's, it's a lonely experience because of that, too. Yes, absolutely. One of the other analogies that I really liked is the angry bird one. Uh Um, So I I worked in software development for many years. And uh, this is kind of similar, not quite the same, but kind of similar. So in software or in, you know, in applications, if somebody, if a bug shows up, like a, a defect shows up, the very first step in troubleshooting is to recreate the bug. What were mm-hmm. the conditions that that it brought this right. defect that mm-hmm. led to it? Mm-hmm. And then once you you can recreate it, that allows the coders to know where to start looking. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise they'd have to read through you know thousands of lines of code, which would take hours and hours. So it, it's kind of the same thing. It's it's just more practical, more logical to understand. You know what conditions brought right. on right. The, the bug. So I like that analogy a lot. It made me think of that. Yes. And, uh, and the related analogy of, uh, of being careful when you monkey with the machine language, <laughs> you, may not, yeah. you may not have any idea what you're doing. <laughs> Which is yeah. And, and it's not necessary. It, it's right. just much more logical to, to know what area is messed up. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, well uh, this has been great. If you, um, so if you, if you could talk to someone who's maybe in your where you were at before you went down this road and contemplating doing likewise, is there and anything that you would tell them or say to give them any words of encouragement? Um, for sure. The first thing I would say is this works. Mm-hmm. This this is legit. And, you know, I've heard a few people say, and I, I was the same, like that day after I 
powered through the first migraine without medication and found you. And I, I saw migraine miracle. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm right. <laughs> like, like it, it's, it's just, I, you know, I'm a pragmatic person I'm right. and I'm like, but then I was so desperate. Yeah. I was yeah. just so desperate. I said, well, you know, I haven't really researched in a while. Maybe there is something out there that could help. And then as soon as I came onto your site and I read a bit about your story and, you know, this was a holistic approach and that you were a migrainer, I was like, okay, this this has potential. So yeah, that would be the first thing is this works. Um, You have to put in the work though. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to follow the plan, but it definitely gets easier. And once you are on the other side of it, you'll have a superpower, not just for being free of migraines, but just taking the best care possible of your, your own health. Yeah. And I mean, focusing on the process, you know, I, I read that book, chop wood, carry yeah. water. Mm-hmm. Yes. I tell my husband all the time, I'm watering my bamboo. <laughs> Here's the, you know, I'm That's doing awesome. really weird things and I'm like, I'm watering my bamboo. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I think I, I can safely say I'm in phase three. Uh-huh. Like last month, I, I had one migraine, but it's because, and I, I do have to be still super low carb, like under 20. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I had five, I had, had probably five or six days of feeling amazing. And, yes. and I, I think I got, I got a bit cocky and I probably ate like 50 grams of carbs, <laughs> like not bad ones, but right. just too much. And right. the next day had a horrible head migraine and, and I said, okay, nope, <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yep. You <laughs> and, have to test those limits I, sometimes. Yeah. Now I'm, you know, I'm getting close to a month without a migraine. Nice. Um, yeah, and and I I do think eventually I hope that I'll be able to go, you know, to twenty five grams and thirty grams and yeah, and it would right. be just adding some of uh, some of the whole foods that I can eat. But for now, I I can't, and and that's fine. I'm yeah. fine with that. I feel so wonderful. But you do have to focus on the process, you, and it is important to spend time learning the principles. You can't just know rules because you have to understand the principles so you can adapt to your different situations. Absolutely. Really understand what's happening with you. Love the recipes, Jenny. They're fantastic. Thank you. you. We've tried several of them. Um, Another important thing for me has been, um, you know, the community, the the migraine Neverland community and, and my support network. You know, my, my family, my husband has been so supportive and my family and, and then understanding mm-hmm. that I'm making some significant changes, but they're all so happy. Right. And, and I guess even backing up, the, the number one thing is the mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes. First of all, be- believing that it's possible, but also getting rid of some of these limiting beliefs. Like Absolutely. I can't live without sugar. Yeah, I can. I yeah. really, really can. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Life is, but it's such a limiting, blocking belief. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know if you have to reach. Like to me, I had reached a point of desperation. Like I, I was ready to try anything. Right. To be rid of migraines. So I don't know if you have to reach that point or not. Um, right. 
but changing, you know, accepting that once you know that you need to do this thing, even if you think you can't, you can. Yeah. You can. You just have to change your mind and figure out a way to adopt this new method or eating plan or whatever it is you need to change. What was really helpful to me, so um, I had already a lot of good habits. I had a meditation practice. I mm-hmm. do yoga. I do weights. I'm a power walker. So the medication really was like key. I, right. I needed to stop it. Yes. And my diet, which I thought was, you know, pretty good. Other than I, I'm not going to lie, I had I have I had a wicked sweet tooth. <laughs> like other than that, I I ate what I thought was a healthy diet. Right. Um. But changing to this diet has been kind of radical. You know, I ate a lot of fruits and vegetables. Now it's the smaller part of my diet Mm -hmm. for now. I hope that with time I'll be able to add some back. But right now, I mean, the big part of my diet is meat and Mm -hmm. fish and eggs and a little bit of produce and nuts or a little bit of dairy, sorry, and nuts and a little fruit and vegetables. But I'm, I feel so satisfied all the time and my energy is so stable and my crazy hunger pangs are gone. I never have those anymore. But, it, you know, it, 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 it takes a while to kind of reprogram your brain. And, you know, the whole fat is bad uh, belief. Yes. That, that's a big one. That's a big that's one. That's a big one. <laughs> And it's funny because I've always loved like the fat on steak <laughs> and the fat on pork chops. And, right. and I ate it. I ate it, but I, I'd always feel guilty and like, oh, I right. shouldn't have done that. But it's so delicious. And I actually would feel so good. Right. So when, you know, I, I started reading this and I'm like, there you go. That makes sense to me. Yeah. And now I, I eat it yeah. <laughs> like consistently there's a reason your brain likes it (laughs) yes yes exactly so the the mindset is definitely that's the first thing you have to address for sure for sure the migraine miracle community is is key as well the resources the success stories consistently hearing that this works people can you you can do it and and migrainers are, are tough Absolutely. We're not a wimpy bunch. Not at all. <laughs> We've gone through quite a bit. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. as, you, as you know, uh, it, as, as someone who was initially skeptical herself and, uh, uh, <laughs> and, and not for, uh, and for good reason, um, right. these stories are incredibly helpful. Um, for you know, helping others to see that this path can can work, and for conquering that initial skepticism, which uh, is is pretty much natural for anybody who's been in this position for any length of time. So, really, really appreciate you uh, taking time to to share your story, all the wisdom you were you filled with great points all the way around. Yes, thank it, you. It was wonderful to hear. Oh, and it's been it's totally my pleasure, and, and thank you so much to both of you. Thank you. Honestly, doesn't seem like enough. You have my endless gratitude. I, I feel like I've gotten my life back. 
All right. Well, thank you again, Josette, for sharing your story with us on the podcast. That was absolutely fabulous. That whole episode, or that whole interview was music to my ears. She says right. so many wonderful things and so made so many great points that I hope people will um, take in. Um, anything that stood out for you, Jenny? Yeah, a few things. I, I love how she talked about how you have to have the right mindset and get rid of limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And also how she talked about how, you know, eating now, she feels so satisfied and she is so happy with the way she eats now, even though initially she right. was really hesitant, which I think is something that all of us go through. Yeah. Um, you know, we all have to make that same transition to experience it before we can believe it. Mm-hmm. So again, just hoping that that inspires others to give it a shot and, and try it out um, and see how they feel on the other side of that. Right. Um, and then also, I really love the point that, you know, she said you have to put in the work and that's so true. It's not, we're not just going to, you know, hand a list of do right. this and do don't this. do that. Right. You've got to really understand it. And, you know, like she said, she still commits time to, mm-hmm. you know, reinforcing things each day. And, you know, we just started our next keto blast and she's, she's done it before, but she's joined that again, right. you know, to see, you know, what resonates for her this time. And, and I just, I, I like that commitment to the process and the, and the continued commitment to the process. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we're not done. I'm all, right. you know, this is a co- process for me that's lifelong mm-hmm. and will continue to be so because it's a important but b you know once you experience what's possible you just want it to keep coming and you that's say right. what else can i do that's what, right. you know so you don't want to there's there's plenty of motivation to want to continue to keep learning and seeing what else you can add and and it just kind of compounds over time so you and not just for migraines but also no just for, for everything yeah, yes. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely um and this is why, you know, we're just, so I don't really want to convince people that I'm right. I just want me to get people to try it right? Exactly. because that's all that really takes, you know, once people do it, then, right. then the momentum takes care of itself and it's no longer, you know, having to convince them it's the way I just want people to give it a shot and experience it for themselves that's because right. that is more powerful than anything I could say. Mm. And talking about the uh, way your mindset changes around food, you know, I would have, I've said this before too, that A, I, you know, enjoy eating now so much more than mm-hmm. I used to, but, you know, 10 years ago, if you had said for me to, you know, give up some of the things that I was used to eating, I would have thought, How, what am I going to do? And, right. it, you know, trans- changing my diet to this way would have seemed, you know, like a huge sacrifice, mm-hmm. but like, but A, you know, migraines or no migraines, there's no way I would go back to the old mm-hmm. way. And, right. um, it's all, it's a, it's really just completely transforms um, your experience of eating and your experience yes. of food. It goes from this sort of like short, you, you've, in the old days, you know, eating was a kind of drudgery a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Um, but when it was pleasurable, it was kind of this short term, you know, quick little burst of, you know, this tastes good and yummy. And mm-hmm. then, you know, then it's gone. And then oftentimes you kind of feel lousy for a while or whatever. And now you get this connection to this sort of lasting feeling of satisfaction and mm-hmm. nourishment and everything that, that you connect to eating. And it's just an entirely different experience and um, hard to hard to describe until you've done it. And that's, but we hear that so commonly, yes. you know, that same, the same idea that it seemed like such a sacrifice in the beginning. And mm-hmm. then you look back and you think, what in the world, you know? That's right, yes. <laughs> I also like that she has clearly embraced the concept that this is a holistic approach, right? That there's no single silver bullet. There's no single right. one thing. It is all the things in combination. And um, as she talked about, you know, the medication piece was essential for her. Right. And, um, and we, um, 
you know, that's why it's one of the three pillars, right? Mm -hmm. One of the, mm -hmm. well, if you don't have that pillar, it's the other things that you've done. And she'd done a lot of great things um, to strengthen the other pillars, right. but the, the, without dealing with the medication piece, she wasn't able to see those, the benefits from those other things. And, and now that she has, she is. Um, and also another important point to highlight was, you know, that she went cold turkey after mm -hmm. a very long period of time with frequent medications and, you know, eight, eight days into it, she woke up without it, you know, without any head pain mm -hmm. and has been doing great since then. So, right. you know, on the scale of scope of things, and that's a pretty common story, the time frame um, is typically shorter than people think it's going to mm -hmm. be. And it become it it's easier every day. It's not like, you know, the worst of it's the, in the very beginning and then notice progress over time. So right. another thing really key thing to uh, keep in mind. And also with regard to the diet <clears throat> piece, you know, she said, um, you know, t talking about this is not just, you know, the silver bullet thinking it's one thing or another. She had already eliminated the gluten and the mm -hmm. sugar, right. but then she realized there was m more to even just the diet piece. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so that she really needed to work on and, and refine and right. tweak for herself. Right. And she's noticed now, she mentioned that, you know, she now knows kind of 20 grams a day as her threshold. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, this is a pretty, another common story. We, is that, you know, folks will find, a lot of folks will find that at least to get to the, get through the earlier phases, you know, airing on the lower side of carbohydrates mm -hmm. most of the bulk of her calories are coming from animal foods you know mm -hmm. it's it's hard it's hard to stay under that threshold if you with a lot of fruits and vegetables in the diet so you stick to the ones that are lower carbohydrate the non-starchy mm -hmm. uh, vegetables and so forth and and that's a very very common pattern that uh, that people you know just implementing the same principles we don't really say this is what you have to do right. but here are the principles and most folks come upon that as their primary solution i just think that's it's interesting it's certainly been our experience mm -hmm. as well and and just uh, common to most um, most folks we've worked with. That's right. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up. That's right. Okay. Thank you, Josette. Thank you, Josette, so much for sharing your story. I know it's going to help a lot of people. And um, that is all for this podcast. So now it is time for you guys to go out and slay the beast. Mm -hmm.